0: I cannot think of one guy that I used to deal with that I need to say anything to, Mm -hmm. that I need to keep up with on Instagram, that I need to, and the only exception to that is like, you know, the guy I went to prom with, like, you know, I ain't gonna, like, he's fine. I'm still gonna be Facebook friends with him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <But> <laughs> that, yes, the high school guys that's yeah, mm-hmm. they're fine, but um, yeah, n- there's no reason for me to keep in. Con- I just never understood that.
1: There's no reason, yeah. you know, we want to be mature, you be mature with your mature ass, mm-hmm. but I ain't gonna do it, and I don't think that that makes me any less mature. It just means that I know how to cut things off because, what, you just going to have a plethora of exes that you are good with and y'all all going to go to band camp together? Like, what? You want me to come join this cult of exes that you got going on and just cheerfully just deal with them with you? No. Like, I don't want to do that. You go ahead. You go ahead.
0: But do you know what I will say? I, like, my ex-husband... Mm-hmm. I I feel I feel like that way about I, like I mean um, I actually like don't want to hear about him like nobody ever has to bring him up to me mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on in his life like I actually have to go out of my way to make sure that I um, you know don't get any updates like other guys it's just like oh, okay I don't I don't wish him Wish them like you know i wish them the best like mm-hmm. my ex husband i wish him the best but i also mm-hmm. i hope he gets what he deserves i hope he lives the rest of his life as he deserves to live it that's what I, that is my hope
1: <laughs> that is that is my it reminds. I'm gonna. I'm gonna circle back, but it reminds me of my sister got into it. With my mom one day, <laughs> and she and my sister told her to have the day she deserves to have. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I died because I was like, you know damn well she gonna have a grumpy ass day. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what you can do, okay. Mm-hmm. And if it gets better, then good. And if it gets worse, then you deserved it. you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you see my face? He's a miracle worker, okay. Mm-hmm. A prayer answer. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have the life you deserve, sir. That is, I and you know what? I honestly do pray that I can like get that out of me. Let's look. It's really a whole lot of anger. And like mm-hmm. shit, like that. So yeah, and that's okay.
1: It may take time. Um, my my ex, I I didn't have I didn't have nothing nice to say about him. Um, and then eventually, like I would pray that God changed him, you know. And instead, God changed me, which wasn't what I prayed for, but it mm-hmm. helped me to you know not have any resentment towards him because I had a ton of it. Oh, I, I do. Have- yeah, I had hella resent me. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like it helped me to to not have to to worry about that no more, and that feels good. That feels real good. So you'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. eventually you will get there. But until then, he can have the life he deserves. Have the life. Have the day you deserve. The day. The life the time Mm -hmm. the woman the friends the family have the money you deserve just have all that okay because you know what you did (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say it you did you know what you did to me (laughs) you know what you put me through
0: but you know i mean life is so good, God is so good, like, I'm doing 10 times better than I was ever, like, that I would have ever been doing, you know, in that space that I was in with him, so.
1: And that alone should let you know that, you know, you don't have to worry about him getting what he's got, because you have way more than you ever expected to, Mm -hmm. you know? Just, just let that, just let that be your thing. You have more than what you expected, and you worry about yours and let God handle His. Back. <laughs> Back. <laughs>
0: Friends, Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Single Dog Mom. I am your host, Shayna. And of course, never too far from me is my co-host, my four-year-old French Bulldog, Luke. All right. So let's go ahead and get into that phone call. So you guys, a um, lot of ground to cover. So two things really that I want to like kind of break up um, in that conversation that I was having with my friend. First of all, can you be friends with your ex? Second of all, um, why do I feel this way about my ex-husband, okay? So first, can you be friends with your ex, you guys? I have a lot to say here um, because I just think that there are so many different varying opinions on like whether or not that you can be friends with your ex. And I just really think that um, it's just not a possibility. So, okay, so I just have a lot to say here. All right, so here's, long story short, okay? Unless you have kids with this person, Unless you have financial obligations with this person, right? You guys have a business together, blah, 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 whatever. Unless there's one of those two things happening, there is no reason in my book why anybody needs to be friends with their ex, okay? Their ex, anybody that they were romantically involved in, whatever, an old fling, right? There's, there's no reason. I don't care in what kind of capacity you guys were um, involved. You don't need to be in the future, right? Okay, so... And I also wanna make it clear that I'm not talking about like acquaintances, okay? I'm not talking about you're in the grocery store and you see your ex or you see your old fling and you're just like, hey, how are you? has how, life been? I'm not talking about that. That's just being cordial, right? That's just you being a nice person. Um, that's okay, right? Who cares? Like, you're just like saying hello. But in any other like capacity that you guys are like actually having to keep up with one another, um, contact one another, to kind of like keep tabs or like see how each other are doing. um, That's not necessary, right? So I'm just, I want to make it clear that I'm not talking about acquaintances. We're talking about actual friends. Um, So as I'm like thinking about all the reasons why you can't be friends with your ex, I just decided to ask myself, um, why is it Shayna, right? Why is it that you would want to be friends with an ex or with the old fling or like with another, like just, you know, who, like somebody you were thinking up with, why would you want to do that? Um, And I'm, so if I'm just being completely honest, here's why. And so a few things though, before I answer that question, a few things is that like, I'm not talking to like these younger kids, like the 20 year olds, mid twenties or whatever, And you're just like, you don't have life figured out. You don't know what's going on. Not talking to you. I am 33 years old. I know that like, you know, at this big age, we're dating with intention, right? We're dating with purpose. We're trying to see where things are going. Um, At this age, it's not like, it's, it's, you know, it's just like very clear that either you're going to pursue this person and you're going to pursue a life with this person and like have um you know more conversations about like things being real and like um you know being together with this person or you're not so why me being single would i have to date like i don't know literally like within the past year just like gonna five people let's say i've dated five people within the past year if I've already established and I already know right now that going forward, those five men that I've dated, I don't need, I don't see anything with, why do I need to be friends with those men? You know what I mean? Um, so it's just kind of like process of elimination. It's like, we were interested in each other romantically at one time. We are no longer interested in each other or I may not be interested in you you know, romantically anymore. And so since that's the case, why do I need to still keep up with you? You know what I mean? Um, I think it's kind of interesting because like as um, I was listening to this playback, my friend and I had this conversation in early February, right? Literally last week, I had um, uh, something happen to where I was like kind of talking to this guy, you know, we were kind of like, you know, um, feeling each other out, getting to know one another. And um, I just kind of felt like, Um, I just kind of felt like something was off. I just kind of felt like the vibes weren't like there anymore. Like we weren't vibing anymore. And I just was like, okay, well, since I feel this way, um, I'm going to go ahead and like not talk to this person anymore. Right? Because like why would I need to talk to this person any further if we were like trying to figure out where we were romantically? If we're not in that space anymore, I don't need to talk to you anymore. So that's kind of like where I'm at with it. I hope that's making sense for you guys. So um, that's all I'm saying. So like I said, when I asked myself, like, why would I want to be friends with an old ex or an old fling? You guys, to be completely 100, 1000% honest with you guys, the only reason that I would want to be with someone that I used to be romantically involved with is if I saw potential for, for anything to happen again in the future, okay? That's the only reason. That's the only reason. If I was dating someone and I didn't see anything, if I didn't see that relationship going any further, there would be no reason, no other reason for me to speak to that person. And that's why it's so easy for me to let those relationships go, Because I don't need to speak with you anymore. So, like the advantage that I have here um, with this topic is that I have been married before, and um, I do know that, like, if you would have asked me this uh, or asked him this, in the like best times of our marriage, um, you know, when when everything was sweet, when everything was great there would never, never be any reason that me as a married woman would ever look at my husband in the eyes and be like, love you so much, but guess what? I'm still friends with my ex. You guys, that's not a thing. It's it's not, it doesn't need to be a thing. It's not something that even really matters. You know what I mean? So, and if you, if you don't believe that, I would just implore you to ask, Anyone who's married and that's, like, really in it, ask them, as a married person, do you still find the need to be friends with your ex? I'd be willing to bet you that there's, there unless that person has kids with their ex or unless that person has financial, like, ties to that person, there's no reason that person would need to be friends with their ex or is friends with their ex, right? Last thing I'll say on this is that, like... At this big age, right? I've said this, like, I'm 33. We're all, like, I am I would be interested in dating, like, somebody that's my age and, like, you know, everything like that. Um, My my future husband, right? This wouldn't even have to be a question. This wouldn't even have to be a, a, a conversation. No, no man that I'm actually, like, seriously, like, interested in dating or marrying would ever have to look at me and be like, Shane, are you still friends with your ex? Fuck no. Fuck all of the niggas. Like, no, it, it would never be a question because it's not a thing. Like if I'm going to be with like in, in like marry a man and just like have my entire life be with like this man that I'm choosing, why would, why would I need to be friends with anyone else? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I just make it make sense. If you still, after everything that I just said, are just like, yeah, but still, you need to be. No, there's no reason. There's no reason. Okay. All right. And then finally, I will just touch on a little bit about what I said about my ex-husband. I do um, hope that he gets what he deserves. I really do. And I realize that a lot of that is rooted in anger and um, just fucking me dealing with the things that i dealt with over the years and um just all of those feelings i'm just like you know i think that so many times in my life i take the high road um and so many times in my life i'm just like you know what it's not worth it and even though it's not up to me to um you know teach that person a lesson. I just hope, I really hope that one day that motherfucker just learns his fucking lesson. Because like my friend said, you know what you did. And we'll talk more about that later on when we get to my confession. Okay, you guys, it is time for this week's hot dog topic. Hot dog topics is current events, but make it relatable and make it about dogs. All right, so um, I have been... Watching some TV and two of the other shows that I wanted to discuss. What did I talk about last week? I was talking about um, Love is Blind. Um, After I watched Love is is Blind, I was still, like, on a reality show kick. And so I watched the most recent season of The Circle. Um, I think that was, like, from last year. But it was, like, really good. (laughs) I love The Circle. Um, But after I got done watching that, I was like, all right, let me see what else, like, people have been talking about. So I watched... um, Worst Roommate Ever, and I watched, um, wait, Worst Roommate Ever, and then the, the oh, Bad Vegan, right? Worst Roommate Ever is really good. If you guys haven't watched it, like, definitely watch it. These are both on Netflix. Um, it's just about how, you know, when you need a roommate for whatever reason, and you put out an ad on Craigslist, or like, you know, Facebook, or however, like, wherever you put out the ad on, and you just, like, have these crazy ass roommates. You guys like this, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, this guy was, I I guess he used to be a lawyer or something, or he knew the law to where he was just like, yeah, you can't, I'm, I, I live here now. Like I am not going to pay rent, but I live here now. So like he took all this lady's dining room table chairs and put them in his room and made a desk out of them. It was just crazy. It was so interesting to see and Like, um, Some crazy, crazy stories. But Bad Vegan, right? So basically, Bad Vegan is about um, this lady who had um, this super popular restaurant in NYC. She was, like, the first lady to, like, kind of make veganism, like, kind of cool. All the, um, you know, celebrities went to her restaurant. um, And then she, like, branched off into, like, another. Like, she had two different restaurants. And, like, right, she was just doing, uh, she was just killing it. And then, um, but she was like unhappy, right? She wanted like a love life. She wanted um, more things. And so she met this guy on Twitter um, that, I don't know if Alec Baldwin introduced them to one another or she just saw that, you know, he and Alec Baldwin used to talk. And so she thought that this guy was legit because he knew Alec Baldwin. And, you know, the story just goes downhill from there. Like she met this guy and he was legitimately like in this, he was on some other shit. Like he was like, you know, I'm going to have your dog. Um, you know, we, I am not even a human being. Um, I'm going to, you know, grant you and your dog. Her dog's name was Leon. Um, the, you know, the, um, the gift of like eternal life. And, you know, he had her thinking that um, he was going to do all these things for her, but what she had to do was like, trust him fully. And so one of the big things that she had to do to trust him fully was give him all her money. <laughs> it was like, it was like the t- tw- tw- wait, Tinder swindler. Um, honestly, like all over again, like this story reminded me very much of the Tinder swindler. And like, you're just like, how, how does she believe in this shit? She got to the point where she was like giving her people's like payroll money to this man. Because like millions of dollars later, he still needed her to like just trust him. And it was crazy. It was crazy. So, um, I just wanted to like honestly just say that I'm, I'm gonna spend a lot more time in my confession later on. So if you guys haven't watched Bad Vegan or um, or Worst Roommate Ever, um, definitely watch it because. It's just eye-opening. All right, guys, so this would not be Hot no topics if we did not make this about dogs in some way. Um, One thing I also really loved about Bad Vegan is the connection that this lady, um, Sarma, had with her dog, Leon. She had a pit bull named Leon, and, you know, she was just like, they were inseparable. She always knew that, you know, the bond that she had with Leon was, um, at the end of the day, you know, enough and so um anyway she and this guy her um the guy that she married um went on like with the run but apparently she didn't know she was on the run or like something like that she it was they were fugitives (laughs) and um they finally got caught in um tennessee or something they finally got caught because um they ordered a pizza and it was like this whole drama because it's like, Oh, she's vegan. Why is she eating a pizza? Like it was like this whole thing, but yeah, they ordered a pizza from Domino's and that's how they were able to track them down. And, you know, um, because they had warrants out for their arrest and she goes to, um, they both go to jail and she knows, she's like, what are you guys going to do with my dog? Like, I, I need to know where's Leon and stuff like that. And like different people were taking him. And then like, she called one of her friends and her friend was, um, gonna go get Leon and then like she had another close friend in New York that was a homeless man but somehow he was gonna go get Leon from Tennessee and then like her like everybody was worried about Leon because they were like Sarma's in jail we have to get Leon and all I want to say is like y'all I need that energy for Luke like if anything ever happens to me please 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 don't just like (sighs) who can Luke go to let me see my mom. Honestly, that's it. Luke can go to my mom Um, or Dion. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way in hell that I'm, I would be rolling over in my grave if something ever happened to me. And they were just like, Oh yeah. So, you know, we just, Luke's at the pound, you know, like go, go get, go get my dog. Okay. I loved like seeing that just everybody knew how much she loved Leon and they were like, let's let's go get this damn dog and i just love that so definitely love to see it and i just hope that you guys know or in case you didn't know if anything happens to me please come get luke please don't forget about luke all right you guys it is very much still my confession we're just taking a break from usher this week and if you know you know <laughs> all right guys so before we get into my weekly confession i do want to let you know how you can support and keep up with us during the week so if you have any questions or you want to share your opinion with the podcast email us at hello at singledogmom.com follow us on instagram tiktok and facebook at the single dog mom visit our website blog and shop www.singledogmom.com you guys recently updated the shop so a few new items for you to check out again that's www.singledogmom.com and right now if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify do me a quick favor and tap that five-star rating if you love the show we are almost at the end of season two so if you really really love me leave me a review thank you all right you guys so we are going to hop right into it. This is like the last um, conversation that I kind of have about um, all the things that led up to my um, divorce during my marriage. And now today we are finally talking about why did I get divorced? What was the last straw? All right. So um, before we get into the the last straw, um, I do want to do some reflection on myself. Right. And this is not anything that I am pointing the finger at, at my ex-husband and being like, it was all your fault. You fucking suck. Like it's not that right. It's, um, we both make mistakes and like, yeah, what did he do? But also what did I do? Okay. So I think I just want to kind of like run through that. Like, what did I do? Um, I think that if there was anything that was just kind of like super clear, um, throughout the time that we were married and us getting married young, us being, you know, um, you know, just not having experienced life in our 20s on our own, like we were very much like with one another. Um, I would say that I did not at times, at many times uh, during my marriage, take my marriage seriously. Um, I didn't. Like there were many times that I put many things before him. And um, that's not right. And that is not like ever going to um, end up with like things working out, (laughs) you know, because um, I did. I I would sometimes put um, things that I was just interested in on my own. Um, before him, I would put, um, you know, some other relationships, some other friendships before him, and that is just not how you sustain a marriage. That is not how you um, really go about spending your life with someone else, um, and that is something that I did, and I really think that, that just kind of like wraps up, um, you know, kind of like if there was just that one thing that I I, I could say that I could you know, should have done differently. It would be that I shouldn't have, um, I should have taken my marriage more seriously. Um, I didn't realize the commitment kind of that, um, I was like that I agreed to. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, all right. The next thing I will say, um, not that necessarily I did, but like, as to like, as far as like why I got divorced is that I will say that like, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I could necessarily trust him. Okay. I'm not talking about I didn't feel like um, I was going to be like, I didn't feel like in danger, you know, with him or anything like that. Right. I'm just saying that if there were ever a time, like if there ever came a time to where like I had to, um, I needed someone to have my back, um, I didn't always feel like he had my back. Okay. So with that kind of like ended up, kind of leading to down the line is just that like, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could depend on him for anything. And I felt like kind of alone and like defending myself and um, sticking up for myself. And as a wife, um, you know, looking um, like kind of, the idea that your husband is supposed to protect you the idea that your husband is supposed to um you know keep you safe and you know you're able to like go to him for those things i didn't feel the need i didn't feel that i could go to him for those things um that i would probably want to go to my husband for to feel safe to feel heard to feel seen in those like you know stuff like that um the kind of this is something that i can only kind of like Talk about and hope for and wish for. This is not something that I've ever had with any man, let alone my own husband. Um, but the way that I kind of think about me feeling safe, me feeling like I completely one hundred trust another person is with like the relationship that I have with my sisters. Um, both of my older sisters, I feel like I one hundred percent, completely like without a shadow of a doubt, my. Christina and Sia, um, right? Shout out to my little sister, Kiara. (laughs) I'm just talking about Christina and Sia, my older sisters, the sisters that I grew up with, right? Um, They are the only two individuals in my entire life that I feel like I can 100% trust, that I feel like I can go to and I can tell them and have told them my deepest, most darkest secrets. And I know that I didn't feel judged I knew that they wouldn't judge me. I knew they wouldn't hold it against me. They would just hear me and listen to me and, um, you know, love me. You know what I mean? Without any judgment, without any kind of like, you know, things going on in the back end. Those are my people. Right. And that when you get married. Right. And you get like you, you, you kind of move away from your family and you create your own family with this other person, you kind of do expect those things or kind of wished and, and hope that you have those things in someone else. And I just never felt safe. The safety that I felt with my sisters with him. And that's just straight up, you know? Um, and I will say lastly that like towards the end, I didn't trust him. I didn't trust him with those thoughts that I knew that I can go to my sisters with. I didn't trust him with those deep, dark secrets that I knew I could tell my sisters without judgment. You know what I mean? Um, I like you guys. Hannah God, I have Christina, I have Sia, my two sisters, and shout out to my friend Rhi. Like at 33 years old, those are three people that I feel like a hundred percent that I could just be like, I know you won't judge me for this. I know you'll listen to me. And I know you'll, if I want guidance, I know you'll give me guidance. I know you'll give me advice, you know, but if anything, I know you'll just hear me. And I just didn't feel that with my husband. I didn't feel that. And it ended up being true. Okay. So, um, All right, so here, the last thing is kind of like three different things that happened. And what it all really boils down to, um, well, yeah, three different things that happened and then I'll kind of summarize it. But what it all kind of boils down to is that um, what I felt was the last straw in our marriage is that he wanted me to excuse things that he said and did because he was drunk. And, you know, one of my, I said this before, one of my favorite podcasts is called The Read. Crystal has a saying that she has on all her merch, she has on shirts, she has on socks, she has on all her, words mean things. So you just cannot go around saying things (laughs) to me and about me and to me and things like that. Whether you're drunk, whether you're sober, I don't know what you are. You can't say these things to me and expect me not to take them personally. Because once you say something to me, those things have weight. Those things actually mean stuff. You know what I mean? And I simply cannot excuse some stuff that you said because you are you were drunk. Okay? Um, yeah. I've been drunk before. I've definitely said things that I don't mean, even while sober, right? Like it doesn't have it doesn't matter that you were drinking, right? I've said things that I regret. I think that we can all agree and identify with that, okay? But like I said, going back to those people, going back to those, um, yeah, those people that you trust, those people that you know without a shadow that they they have your back, they love you, and they just like are here for you. You know what I mean? Um, if I ever told something to Christina or Sia. It did It wouldn't matter if they were drunk or sober. I know I and I would like die on this hill. Christina Garcia would never say evil things to me and just be like, oh, Shana, you know, I didn't mean it because I was drunk. okay? And those are the things that I felt like I was um, having to, um, like I was battling with in my own marriage because that's kind of what he was telling me. He was just like, you know, I was drunk and therefore, you should know that I didn't mean those things, and at, at at like the last straw, I just had to call bullshit on that. Okay, so last week I told the story of us. Um, um what which, which one did I say? I said, um, oh yeah, I said that you know he got home after gay night and he you know like all of a sudden he did like this outburst and he 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 said all these things to me that um, that were just very. Eye opening to me, you know, it kind of let me know how he really felt about me. And um, that was something that later on he was like, you know, Shayna, like the ne- literally the next day, he was like, Shayna, I said those things. And yes, I was very upset and all this stuff, but I was drunk. And my thing was, is like, but I was also drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I didn't say that. Like I didn't say those things. Like I literally, like I said, if I have something to say to you, I'm just going to say it at the moment that I feel like I need to say it. I don't need anything to build up in me and like have some shit like pop out when I'm whenever because I'm drinking and I have like this liquid courage, you know, but that you do. And that's a personal problem. Like I'm trying to work with you on these things or whatever. And like I said, these are three examples that were just like the third one was the last straw. But there were there were many more examples of shit that he has said to me while he was drunk. Okay. All right. So that was one. Um, and if you are just tuning in right now, welcome. Hello. Um, thank you for listening. But go back to last week and listen to that episode. Before that situation happened, there was one um, situation before then that happened um, that was kind of pretty much serious, um, but that he had said to me and that he wanted me to excuse because he was drunk. Um, I want to just like, if you don't want to hear, if you... It, you know, these this is just gonna be like some raw shit. I don't know how to say it without like sugarcoating shit. So I'm just gonna say what happened, okay? So um th- this time was a time that was I think it was like on ooh, never mind. I can't say exactly the <laughs> the time that it was. But it was um a time that we had many people at our at our apartment and we were celebrating a holiday. And after everybody left, he said, you know. He and I were like, you know, winding down. We cleaned up. We like, you know, took a shower, blah, blah, blah. And then we went, we moved to sleep. And obviously we were like, you know, having sex. And then um, during like foreplay or something, like at some point in time during that moment, he like whispers to me and he was like, do you know who I want to fuck? And I was like, for some reason, at that moment i just got extremely calm like a, a calmness came over me because i know what i just heard but we're we're here in this position that we're in you know what i mean um obviously like you know i want to fight but i you know you're much bigger and stronger than me so like i said a sense of just calmness came over me and like i said he asked me do you know who i want to fuck?" right and so something else. He and I didn't have this kind of marriage. We didn't have this kind of like relationship where we would invite other people to the bedroom, like nothing that that never happened. Um, so when he asked me that question, if I knew who he wanted to fuck, I was like, no, like who? You know, like I said, with, with calmness, literally just like, no, tell me. And um he told me. And um, yeah, like I was just like, no, like, no, like, no, um, like get off of me, you know, I again, still very calm, still very like, you know, because like I said, those are the things you do when you know that you're drunk, like you still kind of have um, kind of your wits about you, at least enough to be like, all right, I'm not about to let this escalate that I, the way that I know I want it to, or the way that I know that it could, I'm going to go to sleep. So I was just like, you know what, get off of me, I'm going to go to sleep. That night, um, in particular, he, um, the next day, rather, he was going to be going out of town. And he was wanting me to take him to the airport. And he, you know, he was feeling kind of bad about what he said. And he was like, are you still going to take me to the airport in the morning? I was like, fuck no. Find your own ride to the airport. So the next day, you know, he woke up in the morning. He woke me up. And he was like, so, Shane, you're really not going to take me to the airport? Fuck you. In that plane, in that place you're going, and everybody the fuck else, no, I'm not taking you. Okay. And so that was that. Um, Like, I I think I said this on episode one, it's very hard for me to place myself in the shoes that I was in at that moment at that time, um, because right now I'm so far removed. Like I, like I said, there's no feelings there or anything for him. So I'm just kind of like, I can easily tell this story without including any emotion or whatever. But like, I know at that time I was very emotional. I was very like confused I was feeling um, I had all these kind of questions, not only for him but for this person that he was talking about. Who was my friend? Um, you know, and it's just like, where did this come from? <laughs> where did this come from? And also, like, you know, I like you would strangle me if I ever said some some shit like that to you. You know what I mean? Like that is it? It doesn't work the opposite way. So I was very heated and like that was another cause for me to be like, I can't do this with you because obviously you're having sexual feelings for like other people who like, if you want to go explore that, or if you want to go explore anything with another person, you don't have to tell me like, let's just not be together. You know what I mean? Let's just not be together. And so that's what that was. And that like i said that was before the situation that happened the next time that i said he blew up on me and he started telling me all these like things about me that he, like it really showed me how he really felt so that was one um thing that i had to end up forgiving him for and really and i i told no one i told no one that happened i didn't even know how to tell anybody that my husband like looked me in the eye and told me that he wanted to fuck somebody else. <laughs> like, I didn't even know how to like say that to anyone. So I like for guidance or anything. So I just did it, you know? And so, um, yeah, I just like tried to get over it. I was like, okay, well like, you know, he and I talked about it. He maintained that he was drunk and that, like the attitude that he had was just like, Shayna, I was drunk. I didn't mean it. I, you know, he had this whole excuse or whatever. Did I believe him? No. But was he my husband? And what, you know, did I make this commitment to him Did I think that he was going to do it with this person? Like, you know what I mean? Like all these things, like kind of had to like, like went through my mind. And like, at the end of the day, I was just like, all right, whatever, you know? And so that's one thing that I let go. But like I said, keep in mind that he wanted me to just, like the attitude that he had was just like, you know, I didn't mean it because I, I said it because I was drunk, okay? And I fully don't believe that. I fully think that whatever you say when you're drunk, you mean, and you like mean it like 100% because you kind of like have that liquid courage. You know, you're able to say these things without um, shame, okay? So he said that. And then like the second thing was when he, you know, blew up on me and said the things about um, me not working and like um, buy this truck and like my money and stuff like that. And then um, the, the the final straw, um, when I ended up just going ahead and being like, you know what? I cannot um, do this anymore. I cannot be with you anymore. You don't respect me. You don't, um, I don't even think you fucking like me. I actually think that you hate me. Um, is after he and I had, um, you know, gotten back together after we had been separated for the nine months. And I am able to remember this night crystal clear because I I, I'm, I'm able to remember it like it was yesterday because like I said this was the final straw this was what I was just like oh hell no you have me fucked up so I'll set the scene so those of you who knew us at that time we lived in the colony Texas we had this super nice apartment we had this like we just like loved our space right um on the weeknights and on the weekends he and I like we we wanted to like spend more time together with each other and so you know we would um hang out with each other. We would drink, we would go out on the balcony, have Luke would be running around. Like it was like one of those nights. Um we were making drinks together. We were cooking. We had the music playing. We had the patio door open. Luke was running um back and forth in the house to the patio. Like it was just like a fun night. I remember I had gotten some pajamas and I was like playing around like trying them on. Right? Like it was just like It was just like, you know, he and I were just having a good time together. Everything was good. It was laughs. It was like jokes. It was drinks. It was music. It was playful. It was cheerful. It was like fun. You know what I mean? Everything was great. And um, then... We were we, we were like kind of outside. We were we had our chairs outside on the on the patio. We were sitting outside, and then we kind of migrated inside, and we were sitting on the um, dining room sitting at the dining room table. And then um, I was being DJ that night, so I had control of most of the music that the music most of that night. And then like I said, I was trying on pajamas and stuff like that. Like all this stuff was going on, but then something shifted where he now had control over the music and I think I like went to go sit on the couch and I was like scrolling on Instagram or something probably. Right. So I'm doing that. And it hit kind of like, he, he puts on like um, some music that I'm not interested in. My, my ex-husband like really loves like Kevin Gates and stuff like that. Like, right. I, I have no problem with Kevin Gates. It's just like, I don't care, you know, about that kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of stuff that he raps about. So he puts on that and I was like tuned out. So that's why I was like, I was like, I was on Instagram and then, um, But like I said, still having a fun, great, fantastic night. But I look up from my phone and I look over at him from where I was sitting on the couch and he's sitting at the dining room table. And I look over at him and homeboy is like crying, right? He's crying. And I was like, whoa, like I just described to you guys, it's the exact thing that everything's running through my head we're having a great night. We're drinking, we're laughing, we're talking, we're listening to music, we're joking around, we're playing around. Luke's having fun. Like literally everything was great. So for me to look up and look to my left and see him crying, I was like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? Like what's going on? You know, I was like, so, so concerned. I was like, you know, I turned, I took the um, remote from him. I turned the music down. I walked over, like, obviously, like, you know, being very gentle. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, um, I'm like, no, like at this point, I'm just like, I'm not fucking, we're not doing nothing, you know, today. Like you're telling me what's wrong because literally nothing that we just did this evening warrants you crying out of nowhere, you know, unless there's something that you're not telling me, which I really think that there is. And so, you know, and like I said, literally like talking to him with so much care, handling with care, being super gentle, because it was very, very odd that he was being super emotional like this. So I'm like, you know, and by the way, like, you know, he's not like, he's pretty much like never cried in front of me. Or whatever. Um, a few times, you know, a few times. But like, for the most part, like, I, I, I can definitely count on one hand how many times I've, I've seen this man cry. So um, I'm like, okay, you don't want to tell me what's wrong. I And this, I'm like, I'm asking, I'm guessing. I was like, is it me? Is it work? Is it family? Like, what is it? The song? Like, so what's triggered this? Like, because something is wrong. And he's like, I don't want to tell you. So basically, we go back and forth probably for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I go from like moments of being super pissed to being like, please tell me what's wrong with you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. And then I finally understand that he was just like, Shayna, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with me. So hand to God, out of love, I was like, you know... It's, it's hurting me that you don't want to tell me what's wrong with you um, because I can see that you're hurting. And I, I thought that, you know, we could kind of have this conversation with each other, but obviously we can't. Um, so I don't know if you would feel comfortable talking to your family about this or talking to your, you know, like whoever about this. I was like, or something that I really do suggest is that you maybe, you know, can go talk to a therapist about this because they can kind of help you work through your feelings of not only what you're feeling that made you get so emotional like that, but you can also work through like why you don't want to talk to your own wife about what's going on with you when you absolutely a hundred percent should be able to tell me everything like I do with you, And with that, he blew up on me. You know, um, it was just like it was just like, you know, I need to see a therapist. You're the one who fucking needs to be in therapy. You're the one who's all walking around here, taking all these antidepressants and taking all this anxiety medicine and having all these outbursts and shit like that. And like, you know, like, I want to pause right here and say, Do you remember the episode where I said that I was having a panic attack because it was going to be like the Walgreens was the pharmacy was closing and I didn't I realized that I didn't have my prescription for my anxiety, which at that time you guys at that time I was having anxiety attacks. I didn't even know why, like, I just think that I was like, all these things were happening and I would just be so anxious all the time and I would literally like just out of nowhere be like super anxious and start crying and just like start worrying about shit. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I was on anxiety medication. You know what I mean? But again, him not understanding that in the car, remember I said, he looked at me like, like the guy in why did I get married? Looked at Jill Scott and he was like disgusted with her. I I remembered that. Right. I I knew something was off with that. I knew like he didn't understand. And I, I, I could sense that he was judging me when that happened. So now here we are months later and you're blowing up on me and you're telling me that I'm crazy, like literally verbatim, like telling me that I'm crazy, telling me that I'm the one who needs to be in therapy. Like, why do you think I should be in therapy? You're the one who needs to be in therapy. And I'm just like, all of these things are coming at me, like left and right. All these things are coming at me and all I'm trying to do is help you. Why am I being attacked? I'm just trying to fucking help you because you're the one who's sitting here fucking crying. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like what's wrong with you? And so he took that as disrespectful because I said he needed to see a therapist, but it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't trying to be like, you need therapy. Like, you know, I was, it was no finger pointing. It was no, like, I wasn't trying to call him out. It wasn't like that. And I think I'm just like over explaining right now because legitimately, like, that's just, like, that's just what I was doing. I had no other reason to be, like, suggesting therapy for him. It's just that he wouldn't, like, talk to me, you know? Um, And so, like, yeah. So, he, he like, was telling me that I was the one who needed therapy, and, like, all this, and, you know, it was just, like, he, he was blowing up on me. And again, another time, he was just telling me all the shit that I found out that he was feeling, that he was thinking about me, that he was like holding in, you know? And he just wasn't saying, but I triggered you. And I said this one thing. And now all of a sudden you're going off on me and we still haven't addressed why you're just sitting up here crying. I have no clue, but all of a sudden now there's something wrong with me, okay? So I was like, Again, when the, when things like this happen to me, I just get calm. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to go to sleep, you know? And I did. I went in the room and I locked the door and I locked, we had the kind of like where you could get into the room from the living room and you can get into the room from the bathroom. I locked both of the doors and I just went to sleep And like, you can sleep on the couch, you know? And the next day I woke up and, you know, I was trying to figure out how I was going to go about this. You know, I was like, okay, so you know that I'm, I'm going like in my head, I'm just like trying to like go through all these, like, okay, I, I am going through this and now I feel like super insecure about it. I had already kind of felt insecure about it because I sensed that he didn't understand what was going on, but now everything's out on the table. And I know that you not only didn't understand what's going on, but you're super like judging me for what's going on. And you like called me crazy. <laughs> um, and so um, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking about all this before I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and it was still on my mind. And so when I talked to him the next day, it was again, Shana, I was drunk. You know, I was drunk. You know, I didn't mean it. You, you know, you, I, I didn't mean to blow up on you like that. I didn't mean it. And I'm just like, how, how are you saying, like, how am I supposed to believe that you didn't mean it? You said it. You said it. And what I'm trying to tell him is that, like, I saw your your face looking at me. Like, I've never, I've never had him look at me. Even when he looked at me in the car with the whole, like, why did I get married look that the homeboy gave Jill Scott. Even that look of disgust. Like, when he was talking to me the night before telling me that he, you know, thought I was crazy and I needed to, like, figure out my shit, you know what I mean, before I go suggesting therapy to him. I saw hatred in his eyes. I saw hatred in his eyes. Like, I'm like, bro, how long you hated me for? You fucking don't like me. And how long has this been going on? Because that's what I see in your eyes. You're talking shit to me, like big shit to me. Like, I'm like a, it's just wild. It's just wild. I'm like, you don't like me. And so now it's the next day and you're kind of sobered up and everything. And you want me to forget that. I saw the way you were fucking looking at me. I can't forget that. And on top of all of that, you haven't even apologized to me. What you're telling me is that I should just let it go because you were drunk. It wasn't like, Shayna, I'm so so super sorry. Like I just, you know, it's just been so so much going on, like us all this, I have so much pressure on me, you got me paying all these damn bills. Like, you know, it wasn't any of that. It was just like, Shayna, I was drunk. And I'm just like, um, dude, I, I just, I didn't know how to um, forgive him there. I didn't know how to, um, like he was, you know, asking me to let it go. He was being like, you know, I was drunk. We, I, I didn't mean those things that I said. You know, that's what he was telling me. Um, and it wasn't like an, I'm sorry. It was like a, you know I was drunk. And so now, this third time that it's happened, okay? The first time that I'm supposed to forgive you for it is when you told me you wanted to fuck my friend. The second time that I'm supposed to forgive you for being drunk and saying shit that you didn't mean mean is when you blew up on me and told me that I was making all these stupid-ass choices and all this shit, you know? And now here it is the third time. You're sitting here calling me to my face, Crazy. That like all this shit and looking at me like you fucking hate me. And I'm supposed to just be like, oh, yeah, he was drunk. Like he didn't mean it. But fuck you. You did mean that. And so. With that, I was just like. I don't I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't feel like it was sincere, like how he was like trying to explain to me that he didn't mean what he said. None of that was sincere. So what I did was. I, um, my sister at the time happened to be pregnant and she was having a very um, complicated pregnancy towards the end. She was like maybe seven months pregnant, six or seven months. I don't know. She was pretty, pretty like much almost at the end of her pregnancy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Jersey. My sister lives here in Jersey. I left to Jersey and I, I took like a suitcase with me, you guys, and like, in the back of my mind, I was never coming back to Dallas. I was like, I'm not, you know, this is just not right. The way that I'm being treated, the way that I'm being spoken to, the way that like this nigga is handling me, not just like this one night, but like the entire time that we had been back together, it was just like, like I said, I was a burden to him. I was getting on his nerves, like, you know, all of this, all of this, and I'm just like kind of trying to have to navigate through all of this, you know, and um, trying to just exist and like work on our marriage um, whole time, he didn't fucking like me. You know what I mean? So I was like, dude, you got it. like i'll I'll never come back. like that's how I that's that was my um, you know, thought, those were my thoughts. And um, I, for the friends who were listening, like they know. They like i my friends were hitting me up like girl, is you coming back? No. Well, I was like, you know, I was I was like acting like I was gonna come back, like, oh yeah, my sister is just like I was using my sister's pregnancy as a reason to stay in Jersey. And I was like, Yeah, you know, my sister is like having a hard time of helping her taking care of the kids and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And I was just like, ah, yes, had to leave on that like really quick. And um, I don't know who asked him and what they asked him, and I don't know what he told them, but yeah, he didn't even fucking know. He was probably just like, I don't know where the I don't know which, if she's, when, if, like why, I, he didn't know. I just dipped because I just had had enough, right? Um. So, again, I was faced with, and I guess I kind of just can't explain this. Um, you, I guess what I'm saying is that you don't, you won't understand what I'm saying unless you either are married or you've been married. But you go through things in marriage that it's just like you're kind of expected to just kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're just supposed to get through them. And it's just like, how the fuck am I going to get through this? You know what I mean? So I didn't know how to navigate this. I hadn't even told anybody. Like, I'm just in I'm in Jersey. Like, my sister's just happy that I'm there. You know what I mean? Nobody knew what I was going through. I don't even think now. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. I'm thinking like I, yeah, I don't think I've ever told anyone this. No one knew why I was so mad. But this is why I was so mad and this is why I couldn't come back. And y'all, as much as I love Luke, I love Luke to death. But I was like you can have everything that I have in that apartment. You can I'm not coming back to Texas. Like that's just how I was at. Like that's kind of where I was at. So, um I'm I'm like, you know, thinking I'm I'm taking this time away to like think about all the shit that like, you know, is this worth it? Is is you know? It's like the the third time that he said that he was drunk and he didn't mean some shit, and I'm supposed to forgive him and I'm supposed to believe that he didn't mean it and like all of this and like you know. So I was willing for a third time to be like, let me hear him out. I was like, let me talk to him because the way that he explained himself when I was in Dallas didn't make any fucking sense. I was like, let me hear him out. So, I like arranged a phone call with him. i and by the way, when I went to Jersey, there was like no like um he wasn't like checking on me he he wasn't even like, please come back like it, there was there was none of that. It was not like I'm so sorry, like I didn't mean it like I would just if you just come back and like you know, let me explain this to you like there was none of that dead silence on his end. The only reason that I spoke to him about what he said to me when I was there is because I reached out to him and I said let's talk about it. And yeah, like there was no like there had weeks had passed by. Weeks had passed by. I think it was like, oh yeah, this is this is what like kind of I was adding up. Christmas passed. And he didn't even like wish me merry christmas or anything. And so I think it was like the day after Christmas that I was like, you know what? This is crazy. I was like, we're literally not even speaking. Like you won't even like wish me a Merry Christmas or like, see how I'm doing. See if my, like, see if my sister's okay. Like, you know, you know, my whole family, you know, that my sister's literally like still actually going through a difficult pregnancy. You're not checking on her. You're not doing any of this before this even happened before the outburst. He was supposed to be coming to Jersey with me to visit my sister and stuff like that. And, um, you know, all of this was supposed to be going on, and like you're you know, you're the one who's supposed to be apologizing to me, basically, is what I'm saying. And he wasn't. He was just like, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, you know. So I reached out to him, I call him on the phone, I said, I said, let's talk, you know. And so we talk on the phone, and again, it was like Shana. I so what I what I told him, what I I started the conversation by saying, you know. I don't feel comfortable coming back to Texas. I was like, here in Jersey, I am so happy. Like, this is like what I've been missing. All of like the days I spent with him and he's just like pissed off at me and being so upset at me, and then all of a sudden, like, blowing up on me about shit that I can't, like, I can't control this depression. I can't control my anxiety. Like, yeah, I I not only do I need therapy, but I was in therapy. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm in therapy. What are you talking about? You, you need therapy, you know? And so I explained to him on the phone, like, I don't want to come back. Like, because this is the love that, that I need, like, the love that my family's giving me is what I've been missing and make me come back. Like tell me something that would like make me be like, okay, I miss my husband. I love my husband. Let me come back to Dallas and work it out with him. And he was like, Shayna, like I was drunk. Like I was drunk. If you wanna come back to Texas, like I would love to work this out with you. But if you wanna stay in Jersey, then you should stay in Jersey. Like it was just so cold. You know, and I was like, um, all right. Like, so I got off the phone with him and I'm like, let me think about it. I was like, let me think about, um, if I'm going to come, come back or whatever. Some things that happened, um, from the time that he and I got off the phone to the time that I got back to Dallas and actually packed my shit to, to move. Um, um, One thing, uh, you know, aside from, like I said, my sister was, my sister was pregnant. She was having a hard time. So like that was happening. And he, I just don't feel like he, the, the relationship that he had with my sister and um, her husband and stuff like that, they used to live in Dallas. We all loved each other, you know? And so like, he, he loves my sister. He loved my sister. And it's just like, she could lose her baby, you know, she could lose her life and you're not checking on her. Like you just like are just like, I don't know what you going to work, like whatever you're doing, like all these days, like you're just not checking in at all. Um, so that was like kind of eating me up. Right. Um The fact that he I I was trying to reach out to him and talk to him and like even like literally it was like I had to schedule a phone call to even speak with him. Like that it was like he was like not even interested in talking to me. Um so that um My grandpa also got like very sick at this time. And a long story short about my grandpa is that like some like small world type shit, like he and I are like oddly like have family in the same place. So like I said, he's from Louisiana and my grandfather is from Louisiana as well. And my grandpa and his siblings had a lot of, they had a lot of siblings. And one of my grandfather's siblings lived in the exact city which is a small town where he's from and it was just like when we met it was like wow i can't believe like you know you're you're in the he was like super close with my his him and his family were super close with my grandpa's sister And so my grandpa, this is like right when COVID started happening. Right. So they were like, my grandpa was super sick. Like they were like saying like he wasn't going to make it. And then nobody could even come into the hospital with him because, you know, it was like COVID and nobody like they didn't have like the testing um, as much as they did, you know, so like nobody really knew what was going on. And I knew that his side of the family was very close with his sister. And his sister was very close with him. I think they were, like, the last two living of all the siblings, or maybe, like, there were three of them. And another, and the third person lived in Dallas, Um, the third sibling. And so I was, like, kind of texting him, keeping him updated on that. I was, like, hey, like, my grandpa, like, you know, he's – was my grandpa in a coma? I don't remember. Maybe he was – My grandpa was very sick, right? My grandpa was like 80 years old, right? He lived a long life, Um, but he, he was super sick. And my thought process behind that was just that, like, you know, he and his family, because every time something happened with my grandpa's, like some, somebody over there, like his mom would call me or like, you know, like, it was just like, we were all connected in that way, but we're not like we're not related <laughs> like me and my ex-husband we're not related but it was just like kind of weird the way that they kind of um were super close with my grandpa's um sister but um yeah so i was like kind of keeping him updated on on my grandpa's um health that was declining because i knew that he if i told him because nobody else was like going to be telling his parents or like his his um you know so i was like oh let me tell him because my dad was there like my my family knows what's going on and so I'm, like, texting him, like, hey, you know, my, they're saying my grandpa only has, like, three days to live and stuff like that. And I'm texting my husband this. And he's just, like, not responding to me. And um, in fact, actually, yeah, that's what happened. The only reason that I actually sped up my process in going back to Dallas is because my grandpa actually did end up dying. And I, I texted my husband and I said, hey, my grandpa died. Like, and I told him, like, if you want to tell your family, I was like, I'm just letting you know this. I'm not like, I'm just telling you this, so you can tell your family and like, you know, keep them updated on what's going on because literally how else would you guys know? Um, and look again, no response. So I, I came back to Dallas because I was going to go to LA where my grandpa's funeral was, but I came back to Dallas, I think to get some clothes or whatever for the funeral. And yeah. It was like at that very weird time that I was going to, I just like came to Dallas really quick to pick up some clothes and I had already had my flight booked to LA. And when I got back to my apartment, I texted him like the night before I was like, Hey, leave the door unlocked because I am leave, leave the top lock unlocked because I'm, I'm coming home to get some clothes. Um, He he did. He left the top lock unlocked. And when I got back, it's just like that sense of trust had like super, it was just like non-existent. Like I just when I got back in the house, I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but I just didn't trust him. I was like, I got to get my shit. I was like, I got to get my shit like right now and get out. So, you guys, I didn't even go to my grandpa's funeral. Um, and again, that no one even knew. And I, my dad called me and he was like, "Shayna, I thought you booked your flight to LA. I thought you said you were coming." Like, yeah, I could I could sense it. my dad was super disappointed and, and very hurt. He was like, "Shayna, this is your grandpa's funeral." And I was like, dad, like I just, I'm so sorry. I was like, I, I can't come. You know. And I just started packing. Like, I just started packing my shit like right then. Like I I, I FaceTimed my grandpa the, the like day he died. I FaceTimed him. I felt like I had closure. I felt like I prayed about it. I felt good about it. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, God, I just I I have to pack and I have to leave. Um, and that's what I did. Um, so yeah that was that like that whole grandpa situation was like that was like the last last draw like not only do you not give a fuck about me and i could kind of see that there when i was there in dallas but i'm like going through this hard time me and my family are going through this hard time with my grandpa and you know my family like you know my grandpa and you just like you don't care either One thing that I did before I left Jersey to go to Dallas for my grandpa's funeral is I got a tattoo because I kind of knew, I was like, I know, I feel like, I was like, I feel like we're about to get a divorce for real. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be like the last straw, you know. Um, I got a tattoo on my left hand. It says, be the light. Um, And that tattoo, for me, it just means, you know. The first time that he and I separated and it was, you know, the the nine months that I said we separated, I got so depressed. And I was just in such a dark place. And I just never wanted to go there again. You know, like I said, I was I was maxing out my credit cards. I wasn't going to work. I was just doing stupid shit. And I was like, I don't I know that like. I had good reason to do that, but I just, I wouldn't have a good, like I learned my lesson from that and I know that I should never do that again, you know? And so I was like, so this time I was like, I feel like we're actually going to just like not be together. And I feel like this is going to be really hard on me. And so I need to prepare myself. Like I just needed to prepare my mind. And that's like kind of like also why I liked to be in Jersey because I was able to just have peace. I prepared myself for what I knew was coming which was like me just like getting a divorce. And so I got the tattoo to like remind me to just be a good person. Um to not like get back into um a depressed state, to not um be hateful, you know, to not blame myself, to not um question God, like just be a good person. All right, you guys, I had to take a minute to get my life together, but I'm back. All right, so I just want to end this episode with a few things. Um, so first, I want to read that Bible verse, just in case anybody hasn't heard, um, have, hasn't heard it. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Um, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Um, So like I said, that verse got me through um, some pretty hard times. Um, Just always serves as a reminder to, like I said, be a good person, be the light and just everybody's going through something. Okay. So I think it's just like. It kind of puts a lot. It kind of puts that into perspective for me. And even though I'm going through tough times, I can still like be a blessing to someone else. So um, yeah, I hope that helps someone too. Um, All right. So a few other things. If you're listening to this episode, and this is like your first time ever listening to my podcast, like literally on this episode, or you know, you just like maybe saw the title and you thought it was interesting. So you clicked on it, you maybe were just like, curious on why I got a divorce. I understand that. But I also want to let you know that um, there are 14 episodes before this, Um, I have dedicated entire season of my podcast to talk about my marriage and my divorce. And so like, there are plenty of other episodes that um, I think are just as um, good that that you should go back and listen to. I'll recap. So I um, during the season, I talked about, you know, our personal beliefs, things that we should have spoken about, spoken to each other about um, before we got married. Um, These are things that you can even talk about, like just in the just as you're dating someone, you know, there's really, these aren't hard conversations. They're actually pretty much expected, Um, you know? So yeah, not sure why we sometimes like not sure why we didn't have those conversations, but um, yeah, we talked about our values. We talked about our spending habits, um, love languages, uh, family, just different quirks like that. And um, yeah, all of those things were discussed um, in the, in the, Uh, previous episodes, like I said, just um, give those a listen as well. I have a message to um, men, black men, or any, anybody who is not sure where they stand with therapy, or is not sure that they understand why people feel the need to take antidepressants or anxiety medicine or things like that, you know, Um, everybody can benefit from therapy. Everybody can benefit from therapy. And this, like the suggestion of that is not an insult, not to my ex-husband, not to anyone. These are things that we need to normalize. And I'm so glad that like everybody is like nowadays, like, you know, we're a little bit more comfortable talking about it and that's great, but we are not there yet, you know, in like, what, what was that 2020? We have like, you know, this this man was like spewing hate just from some, I think, I think the issue was that just he didn't know like what he was talking about. You know what I mean? So um, I think that, you know, we, we just have to do better. I just think that if there's any anybody that I can help and like give some insight on like, you know, therapy and like, you know, why it's helpful and um, why I, you know, why antidepressants aren't a bad thing and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, I welcome those conversations and I would just challenge you listener to welcome those conversations too and talk about it more because until we do, we're going to have many more people like my ex-husband who were like being judgmental um, for things that are completely normal and things that, you know, everybody goes through everybody. Like if you're in therapy, if you're taking antidepressants or whatever it is, you know, you're trying to help yourself and you should never feel embarrassed of that. You should never feel like, um, somebody, um, who's judging you is right because you're right for helping yourself.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Um, let's see here. I will say that just kind of looking forward and I, I think I'll talk a little bit more about this in next week's episode, life after divorce, but, um, just, you know, thinking about how I'm going to navigate dating now and how I have navigated dating just in this, in this, um, past few years or whatever. Um, I do find that I'm very cautious, but not necessarily for things that my ex-husband did. You know, I'm very um, open to new possibilities, and I would never like look at someone and like I, I I've never to to even like to now I've never been like oh my god like I'm I'm so scared because I don't want to end up like I just I'm open to any possibility. Um, things happen. I would have never in a million years thought that my like you know. When I got married in, what, 2014, I I would have never in a million years thought that this was going to be my life today. You know, obviously, like, I can't, you know, there are certain things that I just can't control. So all I'm saying is um, this situation, this experience has taught me a lot, but I also um, am just very aware that um, this is just one situation that I went through with one person. And I'm not going to hold that against anyone else. And so, um, you know, that's why I, I kind of just want to like leave it here um, and like have that be that. I'm super open to the possibilities of the future and I'm, I'm excited about them as well. Um, with that being said, I will say that I, you know, one of the um, big questions for people who are like getting back into dating after they've gotten another relationship is, are you ready? right? Are you healed? Are you, do you need to be dating or do you think you maybe need to take a little bit more time to work on yourself? And I think that, um, yeah, I think that I'm healed. I think that I'm ready to move on. Um, I did the work. You know what I mean? I, I have, you know, dated here and there and everything like that, but um, I have been able to admit like a lot of times I wasn't ready. Um, But now I do think that I am like, I'm ready and I want to just like, move on to the next experience, you know? But the healing process was definitely a process. It wasn't something that was easy. It was honestly something that um, I had a lot of, like the emotions that I have that I had um, during that time were really pretty much about like the things that he said that last time because I believed them. Like it it really did a number on me to where I was just like, well, fuck, am I crazy? Like, am I you know? Um, and that was so hard for me to just like, and sometimes like, you know, you can talk about it in therapy, you know, this is something that I definitely talked about, but you know what? It's like, there's nobody that can convince you, you, like, I had to believe it. Like I had to be like, girl, that man was just, he was just trying to hurt you. He was just like, you know, whatever was going on with him and to why he said those things, I don't think had anything to do with me. Um, you know, I think that was more of um, something that he he needs to explore on his own and, and and try to understand why he feels that way about people. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but like I said, just, it, it wasn't easy, but um, I'm glad that I, I did take the time after my divorce to um, focus on me and to understand my feelings and to just like kind of put all that behind me. And I think another reason why I'm able to another reason that I know that I'm healed and that I'm, you know, okay and ready to move in, move on is the fact that I was able to do this podcast for 15 weeks. I have literally sat here and, um, just, you know, I, I've made notes that there was like tons of preparation that I, I, I do for these episodes that, you know, I, I challenge myself to think back and um, be open and honest with myself. And I'm able to just like kind of talk about it as an experience rather than something that's like still currently holding me back today. So I'm saying that to, I'm talking to people who are like maybe going through um, a separation, who are maybe going through a divorce, maybe. About to get, like whatever journey that you're on in your life, um, just trust the process. You know what I mean? Everything's a process. And so I'm, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful um, to be, you know, um, where I am today. Um, I will say that, like when I said at the beginning of this episode, I was like, you know, I hope he gets what he deserves. <sighs> Something about me. And this is not just something that I'm working on with him. This is something that I struggle with just in general, y'all. If if somebody like really, really, really hurts me, um, a lot of times I just I don't I don't understand it, and I'm just like, um, it's not easy for me to always like. It, it's I don't know forgive. I don't know. It's not, it's not easy for me to be like, you know what? He didn't know any better or whatever. You're a grown ass man. You knew better. So what I'm saying when I say that is like, I hope you understand that there are consequences to the words that you say. And there's no such thing as I didn't mean it because I was drunk. You know what I mean? That's what I mean when I I say that. I hope he um, um, gets what he deserves. I just, I, I hope that at some point ever, like he just, it clicks for him because to my knowledge, um, and I haven't spoken to that. And I have, even when we did our divorce last year, like I, I have not spoken to this man on the phone and forever, like I haven't seen his face or anything, but it's just like, to my knowledge, um, and the way that he was acting like during, during that time, you know, he, he was not aware that those things that he was saying, like held so much weight and were, um, yeah, we're so painful. Um, So, so that's what I mean. I don't um, necessarily need to hear from him that, you know, he's learned his lesson. I don't need to hear any apologies. I don't, I don't need that. Right. That's not what I'm asking for. That's, I'm just saying like, I hope at some point, you know, he is able to like heal him. Like he needs some healing, right? He needs to do some self discovery. He needs to go through this process before he gets into another situation where, you know, he's, holding things in and exploiting on the next chick it's not right um so yeah that's all i mean there um i don't know what i could have possibly left out here <laughs> on here on episode 15 i don't know what i could have left out but like i said um or like I've been saying, if you have any questions, if there is anything that I can clear up, if there is just like, you know, something that you want me to go into um, greater detail about next week, I will be doing the um, life after divorce episode, where I will kind of just talk about, you know, how I've been dealing with things after, um, after that, and if if anybody Wants to ask me any questions? I will read them there. I will keep your name anonymous if you like to re- remain anonymous. Uh, but yeah, I just want to give everybody that opportunity, kind of while it's on my mind, um, and before the season ends. Um, all right, that is really it. So, like I um, always say, thank you guys so much for giving me the space to share my thoughts and my story. I really appreciate everyone um, listening and, and you know. However, this helps helps you or another person. Like, just thank you for um, for 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 listening. And um, I know that I have like been on like kind of an up, up and down um, roller coaster. This episode, I've cried many times, but um, despite those tears, trust me when I say that I am a okay. And uh, with all that being said, Auntie Mary's gonna take us out here. Uh-huh.